got friends, only wanna talk business. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I've been reading all the work. Welcome to Put That Copy Down, the Freight Sales Show for Closers. My name is Kevin Hill. I'm your host today, and I'm coming live from Mansfield, Texas, here at BCB Transport and BCB Live with the safety experts, Rick Larkin, President and CEO, right? Yes, sir. President and CEO of both BCB Transport and BCB Live. Yeah, BCB Live, the most expensive hobby in the country. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. We're the safest station nation, but there's, I mean, it is an expensive hobby. It is. I, it, it's certainly media and television <laughs> is. We're here in your studio where you broadcast out every morning starting, what, 7 a.m.? Well, we changed time? it up. So now we broadcast on, uh, on, on BCB Live. We broadcast at noon. We found out there was not a lot of news going on at 7 o'clock. So True. you get up, you're like, all right, we're ready to go. We're full of energy. And, like, nothing's happened yet, you know? I, so I, I know. So I, you need something to happen. So we moved it to noon, but then we broadcast for live at noon. But then we do some other trucking companies at 9 o'clock in the morning and again at 1 and 3 in the afternoon. You know what? Not everyone wakes up at 3.15 in the morning, right? <laughs> I know. We found that out, too. It's like, like how are you all full of energy? I'm like, well, we start early. It's a trucking company. Of course. So, and with the, the the bright yellow safety vest, as as always, it's all about safety. Communicating that to drivers. You do a live show. Yes, sir. Tell us a little bit more. Yeah. About so, it. so BCB Live. What we do is we really we we focus on safety. It, it stands for be safe, communicate, and if you can, be on time. It's important to us. It, it's uh, when I wear these colors. It doesn't matter if I have a meeting with a bank. It doesn't matter if I'm at insurance meetings. I'm wearing this. It's like, I, I'm telling you, at a you conf- at F3, there you go. At three, I, I saw Rick at a conference. walking by. I, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be about that because I want people to say, hey, what are you doing? Because I want to make sure I have my opportunity to talk safety because our job in uh, on that trucking side, right? Our job on BCB mm-hmm. Live is to make sure that we are getting people home safe, that we're also being good stewards of the highway, sharing it with other trucking companies to get them home safe, to get the four-wheelers home safe. Our job is to protect life. That's mm-hmm. really all we have to do. And that's very important. And it's, it's, it's the essence of safety, it right? Is. It's protecting lives. Yep. But business-wise as well, it's a very smart decision to make. It, it, there's no doubt we've seen a reduction in insurance premiums. You know, we're part of a captive insurance group, so we're held accountable to our numbers. And mm-hmm. I love it, man. I'm telling you, if you're if if you practice what you preach, if you have a culture of safety, I think the answer is captive. I think the answer is bet on yourself. Yes. You know, and and you know, and to make sure that the entire company knows and understands that we are all safety experts. We really are. And so we have to teach yeah. that, make sure that's part of what we do. Even I'll tell you, Kevin, you know, if we can't truck a load, if we if mm-hmm. if the weather's too bad for a truck, I'm gonna tell you something, we won't broker it out of our brokerage either. If it's too dangerous for, if the roads yeah. are too bad for one of our trucks, we will not broker that same load out to another carrier because it's unsafe for them as well. Mm-hmm. You always have to, to, to do that, right? You I mean, have to. You have to, you have to think like that. I, I know uh, not everyone does, but yeah. it, you know, certainly in life, it's a very important decision, but certainly in business as well. I mean, it's, it's nice when those... You know, that those mess up. Oh, yeah, usually, too, the best business decisions are the best life decisions. Yeah, I I think so. And again, you know, I think the big challenge was I'll just I'll throw it back out there as who you were as a trucking company. I remember the day that roads were bad and I heard somebody say, well, let's just broker it out. And for a minute, I was thinking, well, that's okay. And I was like, well, hold on a second. I mean, that goes against everything that we're saying we are. 
If we can't mm-hmm. truck it, we can't broker. So our brokerage business and it is, believe it or not, they're tuned to the weather. They're tuned yeah. to what's going on in the market. They're tuned to what's happening in this uh, in this country because if it's too windy for an asset, it's too windy for a broker as well. Yeah. Let's talk about brokerage. Gotcha. Uh, we, we're, so we're sitting out here. We're sitting in your studio. The brokerage is right out there. We just toured your new TV studio yes, that you're building there in downtown Mansfield. And you show me the space for not a new broker. Or I guess it is a new yeah, broker. Yeah, you know, it? we call it, uh, when I, on the business plan, it's called like spot brokerage. I don't even know. <laughs> it's still brokerage on that. But, you know, for asset companies, and so we have assets and we have brokerage, and we have a decent brokerage side, you know, mm-hmm. $40 million of, of revenue on the brokerage side. But it's only with the customers that we haul with. It's not your typical broker. I mean, you walk out here and sometimes you're like, my God, is anybody alive? Where's the noise at? <laughs> you know, quiet, yes. Right? I always joke around. You know, I think about Wolf of Wall Street. To mm-hmm. me, that's what that brokerage, you're finding somebody throwing up against the wall. <laughs> Where's the excitement at? Where's the noise at? Um, you know, but there it's, 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 you know, they're taking care of asset customers. It's a different mm-hmm. mentality. But we, on that side, we don't add new freight, new customers. And so what we had to do was figure out Okay, for us to be able to do this and go after a new customer means we can't do it right here. It's not the same kind of people. Or the culture. Or, or the, the culture, yes. Right? Or the atmosphere. And I think that's what you find in a lot of different companies that have assets, right? Mm-hmm. You have 300 trucks, yep. $40 million gross revenue through the brokerage in the same building. So they just It's hard to, to, to branch out and grow yeah. and have that different culture find find different ways to, to entertain uh, hustlers. It is, and we're looking for hustlers. Let me tell you, at that new facility, we're starting it with nobody. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. it's it's a brand new business. We're doing it, it again. We're going to start a business. We're going to start it with one broker at a time to bring in another. The brokers we're going to bring in, they're going to cold call. They're going to have to create their own book of business mm-hmm. or come in with that book of business. I'm good either way. But it's a great opportunity for somebody to come in to to make a great living, earn their money. And as we begin to grow that business, as that person begins to to succeed, we're going to bring in broker two, broker three, broker 12. And that becomes their person that's kind of doing that dirty work, right? That tracking and tracing, that booking, that part of the business. Calling on carriers. There you go. So when we talk about everyone always talks about buy and sell and also cradle to the grave. Yep. But there's that, that middle ground, what they call pod. Yep. And that kind of came out of Chattanooga, I, I think, a lot of times with, with Access America and, and the likes. And you see a lot, of, a lot of companies in Tennessee kind of doing that. And that's kind of what you're describing right here, right? The broker number one gets the number two. Yep. They're scheduling. They're calling on carriers. They're doing that dirty work yep. until they learn the market. Yep. And that's what it's really all about. You have to learn that market. Once you learn the market... That broker is going to be on the phone selling to the shippers. You're going to be taking a cut of of that commission. Man, it's and like you've then, heard the story before. I like yeah, it. I know, right? <laughs> I know. I, you know. Breaking it down like that is it's great. It really is. I think, I think that, uh, you know, what you want is somebody, number one, the hardest thing, in, I think, in our industry to do is to really train somebody. Yes. I mean, it's just hard because uh, why do I want to train somebody when they're taking my dollars and cents away? I could be on mm-hmm. the phone doing it this way. Well, what I want to do is create, again, a great culture around training, around education, teaching them the things, what a POD is. You know, can yeah. we just assume somebody comes in and, and you mean you don't know what a POD <laughs> is? You, you know, ETA? How do you not know what that means? And, but take them in and train them how to do it. 
And then as, as you're creating success on this person, mm -hmm. you really do at the end of the day, I want to try to train you and get you away because I'm going to make money on your sales yes. too. Yeah. You want to train that person that that person's your team, right? Yep. You're going to be the leader of that team and you're going to get a cut of business. Yep. And then I'm going to get broker number 18 coming in yeah. here, broker 20, yeah. broker 25. You know, I believe this and I'll ask you. So our model is created on somebody having the ability to sell about 200 loads a month. And I believe it's going to, you know, I believe I'm giving myself six months per person to create that doable or not doable when you see things like that. You know, 200, My, it's, it's been, it's 2015 since I brokered a load. I was always doing flatbed, which is much lower volume, but 200 sounds about right. The time frame does, right? So if you're, if you come in as a freight broker in six months, if you're not enjoying it, you're probably not making it or you're making enough sales, right? If you're not enjoying it, you're not making enough sales and it's time to go find something else, whether that's voluntarily or involuntary, it doesn't really matter. After six months, you're either hustling, you know the grind, you're doing what you're doing, or it just all feels yeah. awkward to you. You don't really like it. And it's time for you to go out and sell something else. Man. That's a good point. And I tell people all the time, man, if you're, if, if, boy, if hearing no, or not getting reply back, if that's going to hurt you, you may be in the wrong. Is you, you, you know, don't apply for me. I always say this right here. Eventually, you knock on enough doors, somebody's going to roll down their window. She's going to say, yes, I'd like to meet you, right? You know, mm -hmm. for, for a guy that's, that's going out there. But, you know, you've got to knock on enough doors. And I think this, too, it's more than just asking for freight. Sometimes I think you've got to, again, know what to hear for, know that you're listening, that, uh, you know, and, and this is where I believe CRMs kind of come in and help mm -hmm. us out. You've got to still know what to listen for that. Oh, you know, Kevin's birthday is coming up and oh, it's, it's the September the 1st. And you want to be able to send you those things. Know it. You know, I, I want to you want to be able to send that customer a happy birthday without asking for any mm -hmm. freight sometimes. Believe that you that you have a relationship. And if you're due coming in, that's what you really have to focus in on, right? You're looking yeah. for people who are focusing on that. Now, once you build up that six months, that year, you're you're also you're listening for that always, right? But then you're listening for buying signals, buying phrases. You're looking for that business that you're not mm -hmm. seeing, and, and and just a little phrase from your customer will show you, oh, intermodal. Wait, wait, you're talking about rel? Uh, let's talk about intermodal, right? You're talking about, you know, a new warehouse opening yeah. up, right? Or needing warehouse space, right? We have warehouse. I mean, so that, but so, so here you go. I know we're talking to me, but I'm, I mean, you've got to, you've got to be able to, that takes training from day one. Yes. I mean, to everybody, the person that's your broker one, I mean, they have got to know what to hear and what to listen for, what to kind of follow up to. Mm -hmm. What ways are there out there? You tell me to, to, to help get these guys a little bit of knowledge on that. <laughs> well, there's this show right here. There a, you a go. Bit, you know, a little bit of a sell show. But yeah, you, you have to, to you have to know the market, yeah. right? And and I tell you what, I, I went through finance, came to, to, to truck brokering, and it was the hardest industry to learn. Right. Wow. Because, you know, I mean, and this was before Freightway. Yeah. So I, I could go on Bloomberg. I could go on Financial Times, Wall Street Journal, read and, and learn about M&A or whatever. Uh, in 2013 and trucking, uh, it was hard to learn about the market except yeah. for the people around you, which sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's not so yeah. good, depending on who you have around you. Um, but you have to be intellectually curious, too, yeah. I think. You know, because it's it's a great market. It's it a is fun a great market. market. Is it's the the closest thing to a free market that you know, um, 
you know, uh, people like us can can can, can touch. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you, and I think you know I'll go into you. You mentioned sonar. You know, you think about values of tools and how you, a a broker, how you, a logistics professional, can use that information to 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 give your shipper. And again, I'm not talking about the shippers, the 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 shippers that have a that the people in there that do all that, right? That are yeah, that yeah. are that have I'm talking about the shippers that ship out one, two loads a week, five mm-hmm. loads a month. They don't have that knowledge base right there. For you to be able to come to them and say, hey, it looks like this market's a great market right now. Expect your rates. They would love to hear because they don't know why the rates are what they are. And a lot of those one or two or maybe three or four uh truckload shippers per week they're not going to the same location. They're going to exactly. from Boise, Idaho. One one customer ordered Boise to Dallas, Texas to um, who knows in North Carolina. You don't know the market. You don't know what you're, you're what you're doing. But imparting that knowledge, making them a partner, that's how you how you build that trust and, and take hundred percent of that freight because that's doable. It that is so doable, and I tell you. That's a hard. Yeah, I tell that to people. You know, our people out here. And again, it's probably why we're going to a new one here because they don't understand. They don't believe that. So it is possible to get 100 percent of that purse freight where you are that phone call. They're calling you at six o'clock at night saying, "Hey, I got a load in two weeks. You, yep. Can you do that?" Or eventually, just start sending them over to you, and you get everything. And you and they're trusting you that you're not going to kill them on the raids. Exactly. Right. That 6 p.m. hot load that has to go Oof. out because the manufacturing got hung up yeah. and delayed. They had to repair something mm. and. Uh, Sounds like customer, money. That, I know right? <laughs> it really does. If that customer doesn't get it at this time, they're they're in a lot of hot water. Who are we going to call? You yep. want to be that person. You want to be that person, and you know I also say this too. It's uh, you know when your customer can get mad at you, when your customer can uh, when you've been late, and and again mm-hmm. I say you just tell them you're running late. Don't use the broke down truck. I mean, just tell them the reason why your driver yeah. got tired. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. They got sick. Something happened. You miscommunication. They're they 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 were mad at you. Something happened. Just tell them what it is. Um, because I think again, your customers are are they gonna get mad? They may get mad at you. But you know what? I just I tell people all the time when your customer can get a good, when they can call you up and you can get a good cussing out, that means they like you and they trust you. Exactly. They, they feel comfortable enough to, to take out all that anger because they got it from somebody else and they're mm-hmm. taking it out on you. And you know what? Just take it. I mean, they trust yes. you enough. They can do that with you. I, that's, a, that's a really great point. I mean, a really perfect point is that, you know, if they're really mad at you, they're never going to use it again. They're not going yeah. to cuss you out. They're just going to ghost you, basically. Right? They, they will so. ghost you on that. And I also say this is, and again, you know, just. And, and, I, and I'm talking this because I'm kind of talking to our new brokers, all right? Because I'm probably going to have them watch this show right here. Because here's the other thing is that you got to remember is that never, ever, ever does a customer not use you for what happened last time. There's been a history before. Yes. Never did it really. They're, oh, they're never going to use this again because we were late this time. Well, it wasn't that load that caused them that. Mm-hmm. It was the other 15 you were late on that maybe we didn't react the right way. Maybe we didn't switch carriers. Maybe we didn't change a process in place. It's never really that one load. And I think sometimes people always gravitate to that. I'm a big believer in the root cause. Okay, well, they didn't leave you because that because that one load gave them 98% service. Mm-hmm. There's something else that happened. What happened? You know, talking through that, doing your own root cause analysis on, on anything you mess up on. You know, I tell it to the people here and I do believe it. 
There's nothing wrong with sucking as long as you know where you suck, because then you can fix it. It's when you don't yeah. know, you know, that you suck somewhere, you keep doing the same you thing. You do, yes. You, you, you don't know what to, what mistake to, to, to fix, so you don't fix any mistakes and, and you end up losing customers. So we have, uh, how about competitiveness? I mean, we're in Texas, got big high schools all around. I think Noah Syndergaard's from uh, yes. Midlothian. Right. No, he's Mansfield. He's a Mansfield, he Mansfield guy. Yeah, right up okay. the road here. I'm a Mets fan. So all right, there you go. So, nope. so, big, so you, you have a lot of natural athletes down here, competitive people. Yeah, a lot right. of, you know, I just think competition, even in, in general, is what you want in here. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, but, you know, when you think about the, the business here, you know, the weird thing is there's not a lot of trucking companies based out of Dallas area, Fort Worth area, and that's where we are. Mm -hmm. um, there's not a lot based. There's a lot that run through here. Yeah, there's yeah. terminals here, but you don't have, I mean, you have Stevens on the reefer side. You have a couple other ones, but mm -hmm. you know what? BCB Transport, all of a sudden, based out of Mansfield, Texas, is one of the larger carriers based out of this area. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy for me to even say that and believe it, but we really are. I mean, and we have warehousing. Mm -hmm. um, we have intermodal. We do intermodal. We're building, and, and you saw the land out there. We're building another 205,000 square foot. So if you have some freight, you know, you're looking for, it's not sold yet. So the warehouse business, can I tell you? Yeah. You can't even sell that thing. I mean, you can't even like begin leasing it out. Nobody really wants to talk about it, especially I think in any market, but especially uh -huh. here until like you're putting walls up, okay. you know, I mean, or they're putting, you're starting to put garage doors in. It's just like, Whew. it's. I know it's kind of like uh. if you build it, they, it's like field of dreams out <laughs> here. It's a field right now. We're going to build something, but it's not it's, sold yet. <laughs> I, uh, that give me a heart attack. Yeah, uh, 200,000 square yeah. feet. I can't sell anything until yeah. I spent 95% of the money. To, it's to insane. It. Nobody wants to talk about it until right now it's just grass. We have pictures yeah. of it, what it looks like. And God, yeah, it's amazing. Everybody's like, yeah, tell us when you're, when you're a month away, come back and talk to us. We'll see if we want it or not. I have a quick question for you. Do you compete more uh, against yourself or against other people? You know, I probably I would say probably more against ourselves mm -hmm. on that side, and and uh, and I think that's with everything we do. I think we want to we want to make sure that that we we find ways. I, you know, I'm going to tell you, we're, we're our competitive is this: find a way to say yes, yes. That and that's what I say in what we do. You know, be so competitive, you're going to find a way to be on time. That doesn't mean you run late. That mm -hmm. means you find a way to to find another carrier to. To, to be creative and find a way to say yes, to find a way to make it happen. I say it's the same thing when you're getting a load. I'm not saying to lose money on a load, but find a way to say yes. Find a way to take that load that you've never gone to before. It doesn't mean you price it cheap. Mm -hmm. You want, you know, if, if you're a shipper out there and I'm talking to you and, and I'm always your yes guy and you're not looking at the bills, yeah. it's getting covered. You're assuming I'm making money on some, losing some on the other you're going to keep going to me. Mm -hmm. But if I tell you, no, we don't do that. No, no, yeah, yeah. no. Well, guess what? You're going to quit calling me at some point. You're yeah. going to go to the next yes guy. But yes doesn't mean cheap. No, it does not. It doesn't mean cheap. It doesn't mean lose money. It no. means you find a way to service your, find a way to take care, find a way to make that happen. Because if you're a shipper out there, you know, again, my competitive says, mm -hmm. I'm your only call. As a matter yeah. of fact, you know, you know, Brian, my business partner, Big Blue on the show, he, he he will all, I mean, he's 6'4". If you're giving freight to somebody else, he's knocking on your door. Hey, what's going on, man? I'm Big Blue. You're supposed to give me all the freight. What yeah, are you yeah. doing calling somebody else? <laughs> he gets personal about competitive, mm -hmm. right?
That's good. I, I agree. That, that's really good. And I, I think challenging yourself to define that yes, yeah. right? You don't have to look at the competition. The competition doesn't matter at that point. It the doesn't. competition doesn't matter is what you can do to add the most value, right? And finding that yes, and that's competing and challenging yourself. And I, I think that's where, uh, you know, that, that's this, that's where success comes from. Not not comparing yeah. yourself to the, the you know the, the carrier down the street or the freight brokers down the street and what they do. Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter if you can solve the the, the solution yourself. Oh, putting pieces together, it doesn't matter what anybody else does. And don't forget to, you know, and I remind myself this all the time is let's not forget about a thing called technology. You know, we've got technology out there. Sometimes you you want to say, you know, so so for on our truck side, for example, yeah. you know, we well, the driver should have called us and told us they're running late. Mm -hmm. And my answer to them is like, well, they could have called you. But you have technology that's screaming at you yesterday saying, there's no chance this guy's yeah. making it tomorrow. You just chose not to believe it to use that technology. Even on the brokerage side, we have that same opportunity, whether you're using Forkites, Project 44, however yeah, yeah. you're doing your thing. You have a way to track that freight out there to take that opportunity away and to create notifications to you to let you know that load is running late. And you don't need sometimes to go back to the old school and say, well, they should, man, why didn't you call me? You really knew it already. Yeah, and, and being in a freight broker seat myself, you know, you, you kind of know a day out that it's, it's probably not going to happen. Oh. Something miraculous or something illegal has to happen. Yeah. Or, and so you just put it off until, you know, the last minute. And I'm gonna, so let you me ask that you. a couple times and it's like, well, that's not the right I'm going to ask you because I'm going to yeah. go back. Put yeah. your freight broker hat in 2015. You knew at the time you're talking to that driver that he or she wasn't going to make that. You I didn't know. need to wait until tomorrow. You could hear it in the voice. You, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just knew. You knew it. You knew what was going to happen. You're like, well, uh, I'll just worry about it tomorrow. <laughs> that doesn't really work. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, times really have changed that technology that where you can't say that, you know, there's our, it's all electronic now. Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, you know, one of the things in, in and I, I'm kind of go off here a little bit, but I was talking to a major shipper today and yesterday, uh -huh. and what they're wanting to do is go back and they want to compare. They want to compare the rates from 2016 all the way to current. And they want to try to find that. And what I told them is that 2016 there was no data. Man. I mean, yeah, it, 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 there was just no data. Uh, it took us right until electronic logs to happen before data became kind of real. Yeah. And heck, you know, sonar. Freightways was one of the first group that really yeah. got that data ready. And that was 2018. Yeah, 2018. That's when data set started. Yeah, so going back to 2016 and comparing that to, to 2022, can't 2023, do it. You, no, you can't. Yeah, I mean, you it's just, just you just cannot do it no. at, at all. So, no, it's, uh, it's, and I think too, it's when you can educate people like that, whether it's small shipper or large shipper. I think they come back, they go, there's something different about these guys. I mean, mm -hmm. how you explain the data, Tim, because, you know, I think they, everybody has a, has a, you know, somebody's got a job to make sure that load gets shipped out under the right amount of money, whatever it is. And I think it's our job as brokers, our job as logistics people um, to, to get into here and to find a way to do it and to do it profitably for us and economically for them. It's, it's, it, yeah. it is a fine line. So final question, yes. 2023, what's your outlook? How are you, how are you feeling? All right, so 2023, I do, it, oh man. So 2023, I think it's gonna look a lot like 2019. I think it's gonna look a lot like 2019 in the volume side of the business. If we talk about outbound tender freight, I think we're gonna hang out that 10,000, 10,000, 
500 mark. It's still going to be decent amount of freight. The difference between 2019 and, or, and, and 2023 is the fact that large trucking companies, we couldn't go out there and buy all a bunch of trucks. We were under allocation. We sold a lot of our older equipment off last year. So we can't mess the market up. It's going to be a tight market still, I believe. I think if you have contracts, you're a larger carrier, you're going to be fine. If you're living on that spot market freight, I will say you're in trouble. I just believe if you're relying on spot market freight, I don't think there's going to be a big market for that at all in 2023. I think you're going to need to, to go meet up or go back and be an independent contractor leased on to a company um, to be out there on your own trying to do all this, fighting for those cheap rates. It's going to be tough. It is. It's going to be tough. I agree with everything you said. That's my outlook for 2023. Right. I don't know what's going to happen. I, don't, I think it's going to be a lot like 2019. Something's going to happen at some point. Who knows what it is? There you go. But it's 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 always interesting yeah. on when you start talking about 2018 and kind of the, the rush of new capacity that came in and 20, 2020, 2021, yep. where it was you're limited on everything. Yep. And by somewhat dumb luck, trucking didn't mess up those two years. Yeah, it was like it, it was dumb luck. There's no doubt about it. We weren't that good. <laughs> You just have to be put in a straight jacket so you don't screw up a good market. Oh, man. Thank goodness. Thank goodness for allocation because we couldn't jack up this market. It would have really been bad. I'm going to tell you, yeah. it would have been bad. It would have been. It would have been. Great being here. Thanks for having well, thank me come you for in. coming Thanks down. For the, the, the studio tour. Great things for BCB Live and BCB Transport in 2023 that I can guarantee. Looking forward to and it. And that wraps it up this episode. All right. Put that coffee down. It's down. Kevin, appreciate it. I got friends only want to talk business. I got expenses, cause when is expensive. I got expenses, cause when is expensive. I've been getting out of work. And I've been shutting down the stars. Yeah.